yeah, it was the first time I ever saw one, and it's not like I immediately was like, okay, putting that in my mouth. I totally agree. Yeah, like you're it like took like scared. Me- it's like a monster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I told you the first time I saw a vagina, I was like, I'm not going in there. <laughs> Welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? Doing okay. Doing okay? It's Q&A day. Sure is. I always miss Q&As. Me too. Me too. And the I Shandies can... are coming up with, they just keep coming up with good questions. They do. And it's at the point where really I have a hard time choosing. You heard me before we started yeah. recording this one. I was like, oh, I don't know which ones to choose. After, let's call it 25 Q&As. They keep coming up with so many good questions that we can't even choose. Mm-hmm. Isn't that nice? It is nice. When I read our Shandy's questions, I'm like, these are our people. Our people. Yeah. We finally did it. We weeded out the edges. <laughs> we got rid <laughs> With of offensiveness. <laughs> we trimmed the fat. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Shall we get to our lovely, our true Shandy's questions? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. This first question is from Jamie. Dear Shandy, I have a question pertaining to your famous, you're not a mature man until you're 36 advice. At what point is a female a mature woman? As an extension, in what age range should we women follow the don't date under 36 if you want to be with the mature man guidance? And in what age range are we immature enough ourselves that it doesn't matter? Mm. Do you think women follow a tight enough maturity bell curve to be described in such a way? Perhaps this is a weird question, but I have been curious for a while. Thank you in advance, Jamie. So this is such a shandy question. This is a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I was dating, like back in my heyday. Okay. But it was your heyday pre or post 36? My, my heyday. Say it again. Well, because you said the whole age that we're talking about here is 36. Right. So the question is, was your heyday pre-36, post-36? My heyday was all of... (laughs) (laughs) There was a heavy hay. (laughs) Heavy hay about the day? Yeah. It was a long day. It was one of those days in Sweden where the sun (laughs) never quite, quite goes below the horizon. Okay. But I always went by the rule that a woman wasn't a woman until 27. Oh, like I always thought that if it was under 27, like I should be careful. Interesting. Yeah. But that was a while ago. Things have changed rapidly. Yeah. Rapidly. Wait, over but the last okay. Few years. I'm curious to know what age did you think, oh, under 27? That's under like, 27. Was, yeah, but- was, 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 they weren't ready. They were flighty. They were, they were not fully formed. They were still warm out of the oven. <laughs> I don't Wait, know, so however you want to put it. What age? Were you thinking that way? Because I'm sure at 29, you way. were less concerned yeah. if a girl was 25. That's a good question. I was thinking that way from like 30 on. 30 on. Yeah. But we're talking still you looking for a real committed relationship. Yeah. I was always, even when I was really not looking, there was always a little part of me that was looking. Like the night we met? No, I was looking. Oh, were you looking, looking? Yeah. I wasn't like like wife hunting like desperately, but I was very, very open to finding someone like you. Okay. Or of your genre. But <laughs> but so let's say now thirty at yeah. thirty, were you also feeling that way? No, but I was I wasn't fully feeling that way. But there was always a part of me, always there was like if I find that person, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna call it a day. Okay. So in that, and actually, sorry to interrupt you, yeah. but the proof really is in the pudding because you did propose to Margie at. What age were you? I was 31. There you go. Okay. Yeah. So there, yeah, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Exhibit A. <laughs> Help you prove your point. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, so my point is, is that then 
it was 27. For you personally. For me personally. And of course, but there are things for me personally. Yeah. I'm not true. a scientist. Yeah. I didn't make 30. 36 is not, I have not done an <laughs> empirical study over uh, around the world. True. But this is my experience. Mm-hmm. 27 at the time, but things have changed dramatically mm. since that time. Online dating has become prevalent. Phones have turned our brains into mush. I think <laughs> that that age has crept up. Oh. So you think it's higher now? I think it's higher. Wow. I think if I was suddenly out there, if you left me for a much younger, more chiseled, I don't know, I'm picturing the guy. Taller. Taller. Richer. Yeah, he's got like a long, long hair. He looks like Yanni, basically, (laughs) like on a motorcycle. Okay. Um, If you left me for that guy, I would set my bar. And okay, this is, let's make believe I'm someone in my 30s. Okay. But I would say 30 is the age. Oh, interesting. Okay. I'm trying not to sound like a scumbag. Like, you know, 30 is too young for me. I know people think that. but I. Yeah, it would be. It would be too young for me. Yeah. But let's say if I was open to all ages. Yes. Love has no age. There's no age difference (laughs) in love. Love is love. So 30 would be the age. Okay. It's hard to really track how that's changed, but... As much as I want to be like, oh, it doesn't matter. You know, it is obviously a little more delicate if you're talking about women. I feel like I want to add a disclaimer to like every other sentence you give. It's like, well, you know, there's exceptions to the rule and no, a 21-year-old woman could be just as ready because it's a lot easier to be like, oh, men are not mature to date. She didn't ask for the exception. She asked for the the, the center of the bell curve. Yeah. Well, she asked if there was. I say 30. So I... um, I have to admit, looking back at my dating days, and I will once again add that things might have changed since, but I have to admit 27 is approximately the age where I had a sort of shift in my own mindset that was like, I'm nearing 30. Mm -hmm. Like I was always sort of interested in meeting someone special, but at 24, I wouldn't say I was as... I don't know, ready. I don't know. Ready is too broad a word, but as equipped on multiple levels, and that could just be from having had life experience to really commit to someone in a sort of lifelong way. I I, was at 27. 27 is when that shift happened. I know that at 24, you weren't ready. I I didn't even know you. Yeah. At 24, I was really. There's no way. Mid haying day. Yeah, you were haying. There was so much hay. (laughs) There was a lot of hay. Yeah. Look, okay. it, it, this is what I think. And this, again, there are a lot of disclaimers on this. Yeah, so this many. Is, like, is, I want to just get it out there right now. There yeah. are so many disclaimers to no, this answer. Number one. So I'm, don't get offended. Don't, yeah. Well, they're going to get offended. Let them get offended. Okay. But I'm going to lay the disclaimers down so their offense can and, okay, have a grain of salt. Okay. Okay. I have another disclaimer. This is for American women. American women. Yeah. I'm not talking about women like South American women or or Eastern European women. This is American women. Yeah, and also women in major cities where there's a big dating pool. The center of the curve we're talking about is major urban women in America. Yeah. Not major urban women. I think it's (laughs) urban women women in major (laughs) urban American cities. Good. (laughs) Got it. Nice. Or Canadian. Actually, I actually no, think Canadi- the number no, of Canadians. No, 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 no. Canadians younger. a 10% discount. <laughs> yeah. 5 to 10% discount. It's so true. Okay. But also, I think that what it comes down to is I think maturity in some ways in life has to do slightly with the recognition of your mortality. And I think mm. there's a, a lever that switches when you hit your late 20s. Like until your late 20s, 
you're just like, it's I'm in like my 20s. fancy free living. You're yeah. not thinking about anything. Yeah. But suddenly you're like, oh my God, I'm in my late 20s. Mm-hmm. That means 30 is the next milestone. Yeah. And then who knows after that? Yeah. 40, 50, 60, you know, I guess it keeps going, right? That's how <laughs> Hopefully. It works. Yeah, usually. I yeah. mean, sometimes. Yeah. Um, and I think that recognition of your own mortality is what kind of shifts your gears a little bit. Yeah. Because until then, you're a child. You're, you may not act like a child. Like you may not have temper tantrums in the supermarket and you may not, you know, grab toys. <laughs> Excuse me. You may not act like an idiot. Yeah. But I'm saying you, you are, your, your, your soul is a child. No, you're I, a child. Yeah. I know what you mean. And actually in Susan Cain's Bittersweet, mm. the book, she talks a lot about Leonard Cohen and he ah, for a excellent. while lived uh, in Hydra in Greece. Ooh, yeah. And wow. he talked about everyone being nice. like young and talented and creative and seemingly being covered in gold dust. And in retrospect, huh. he realized that that was a function of youth. Yeah. This idea that uh, when you said fancy free, I was just thinking, God, that's to me, that's age 25. Oh, yeah. Just, I, I thought I was going to live. I, I didn't even think I was going to die. Like, I thought I was going to never die. I just feel like if you haven't really experienced a great loss at that point there is a sort of yes timelessness to it yep. in the best way that should be appreciated should and enjoyed be. so <laughs> can we think of any other disclaimers to provide so our whole our whole podcast is going to end up being disclaimers with yep. like five minutes of actual podcast <laughs> okay i mean i agree with your take yeah i, oh, I do okay. I, I can't i'm There's actually nothing. surprised i thought there was no answer to this and then you gave a pretty good answer and then when i fact checked it with my own personal experience i was like oh 27 actually i have to admit kind of is the age Mm. but obviously there are exceptions there are exceptions there are many exceptions many many i would say so many exceptions that it almost competes with the answer well um, this is what i will say i think we're 65 percent right and that's pretty good yeah yeah i think it's impossible to give a greater number i think with men you're more likely 75% right. Oh, yeah. I feel much more confident about men, yeah. especially American men and major American men in urban <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So, Jamie, I don't know if that was a satisfying answer, but I think the fact that we have a lot more back and forth about this and a lot more disclaimers yeah. should tell you that this is not a black and white answer. <laughs> it's not black and white. However, that being said, if any Shandy ever asks a question that requests a number, I'm always going to answer doesn't matter. Always answer. What? If it's a number question, I'm oh, always yeah, going to yeah. answer. Even if it get, gives you flack. Even if it gives you flack. You yeah. ask me for a number, I answer. This okay. is how I live. I live in numbers. Yeah, it's true. He does. Yeah. I don't say, oh, I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm going to give you a number. Even down to the fact that you're 65% correct. 65, in saying it's yeah. 27 and maybe now 30. Correct. <laughs> okay. I'm 80% sure someone's going to have a problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. And... 95% sure. I won't give a shit. <laughs> All right. This next question is from Natalie. Dear Shandy, I first wanted to thank you both for hosting this podcast. I no. listen almost every day. Wow. Oh, wow. how could she do that? I don't know. We don't have episodes. We don't have enough day. episodes. Hmm. Unless she re-listens or listens in tiny morsels. <laughs> one question one, a day. One minute at a time. <laughs> Hearing your voices has made my work from home feel less lonely, and I feel like I have two friends with me. I also admire your relationship and appreciate the advice and thoughtful responses. Natalie, thank you. Now, no matter what the question is, I'm not going to be able to say something not nice about her. I already know what the question is, and I think you're going to be just fine. 
Okay. I, a 23-year-old female, and my friend, a 24-year-old female, are childhood friends, and she is more like family to me. We do not live in the same state anymore, but we both grew up in the suburbs of a metropolitan city, and she currently is living in one in the south. Over the past few years, my friend has struggled relationship-wise. She is that friend who has constant relationship troubles but won't listen to any advice from other friends. (laughs) Every friend. For example, last year she dated someone for almost 10 months, bought her flight to see him multiple times, and even got him a Christmas gift. He never flew out to her and never sent her a gift. More recently, she dated someone for a few months, even when he explicitly told her he did not want a relationship. She falls victim to what you have coined the gray zone quite often. Mm. I have accepted that this is who she is, but now the newest situation she is in has me worried. The man is 34 years old, has three kids with two different mothers, and has never been married. They also work in the same organization. When she first told me about this, she asked me if I saw any red flags. <gasps> that's like that's like literally being in like shanghai stadium and saying you see any you see any red flags here i don't know i can't find any i was further shocked that she didn't see any she also told me that he is there a shanghai stadium i don't know well, you know what I'm yeah, uh, Everyone gets okay. what I'm talking yeah, about, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. We, we I wanna, get it. I want to make sure we're, we we're solid it. here. She told me that he was, quote, infatuated with her ever since they met, unquote. I tried to express the concerns I had. I also explained love bombing to her as several of his actions align with that term. She dismissed most of my fears and I could tell she wasn't truly listening. Mm. She also indicated that she was going to continue seeing him. My question to you is, when do you step in or is it just their lesson to learn? I have seen her dating patterns and I know that she tends to hold onto relationships longer than she should. I am also fearful that she is going to get pregnant. I don't know if this is TMI or pertinent information, but I know she isn't on birth control. I don't want to overstep a boundary as a friend or keep having this conversation with her. Do I trust her that everything will be okay? I apologize for the length of my story. Any advice or insight would be appreciated. Natalie. Ah. Ah. This is an age-old problem. It is. When do you stop? When when do you stop trying to help someone help themselves? Yeah. It's so true. I feel like this could be applied to so many things that people do with and, you know, bad habits that they might have, vices they might have, poor decision making. Oh, Natalie, I feel for you. Repetitive behavior with the same negative results. Yeah. The definition of crazy. Everyone always brings that Mm -hmm. up. The definition of insanity. Insanity. Yes. So you've tried... You've done your part. She's done her part. Yeah I, right? yeah, I do. She said that she mentioned the red flags and showed concerns and the friend sort of dismissed them. Yeah. I personally think, Natalie, you've got in you one talk about this. Okay. Oh, you think that she shouldn't even bother? No, I think it's, I, I think she's beating a dead horse. It's possible. Yeah. It's possible, but I think the talk could be framed in a way where it's a lot of question asking. I forget the guest we had on, but there was a guest we had on where we talked about how the form of asking questions. Oh, it was the angry therapist. It was John Kim. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He talked about how you can make more of an impact in a conversation if you ask a lot of questions that sort of steer. Right. You you know what the answer to some of these questions are going to be, but it's more to have them articulate their answer and Mm -hmm. maybe come to terms with 
the reality of the situation. Mm. So Natalie, I feel like First of all, you're a very good friend. No, we have to get yeah, that out of the way. Of course, she's such a good friend. She's writing into a podcast, podcast to friend. talk about yeah. how concerned she is about yeah. her friend. Nothing about her relationships. The, yeah. These are the these are the real. This is a, a real this is friend. a compassionate Shandy. Yeah, you're a very compassionate Shandy. I think that one talk where you are you lay out your concerns, maybe leading with questions. Are you on birth control? Have, do you are you not concerned? Are you concerned at all about the fact that he has children with? Two women at age 34 and he was never married. I mean, it's it's a cons- I'm not saying that anyone who does that is necessarily it's red flag behavior, but I do think combined with the love bombing, it's concerning. Also, it's a 10 year age difference, mm-hmm. which is not crazy. Ordinarily, if, if everything else is fine, yeah. it's not crazy. It's kind of like everything stacked together. Yeah. So I understand her concern, but I also feel like. To be honest, a whole like I don't think a lot of good is going to come from this conversation but I also oh. still think it's worth the effort the valiant effort but even if she puts in a modicum of effort yeah she's laid down her good friend card yeah there's nothing she can do so they're going to learn from their own mistakes these kind of people mm-hmm. they have to as a matter of fact it would almost be a disservice yeah. to let her unless this ends up being the rest of her life in that yeah. case uh, what are you going to do but it's almost a disservice to not let her experience the actual suffering mm. and consequences of what this this decision making is yeah, going to end up a, being. There are a lot of people who don't really learn. <laughs> okay, well then, then, and then you're certainly not going to talk them yeah, out yeah, of it yeah, in yeah, the middle true. of a it's passionate not like relationship. You're going to teach them that lesson. And actually, if anything, if he is the lo- love bomby type. There is a concern that by even airing her concerns about the guy, she can start to alienate Mm -hmm. her friend. Uh, That's what I was getting to. Yeah. Is that if, let's just say, yes, that's that's case A. Mm -hmm. Case B, let's just say, not worst case, but case, (laughs) that this works out in big quotation marks. Yeah, yeah. Let's say it works out. Let's say this is for the next 10, 20 years. This is this is her partner somehow. Okay. Yeah. Let's it just seems say. very unlikely. Okay, but let's just say. Yeah. Then she's always going to look back and be like, oh, you, you were always telling me this was wrong and I should stop. And now look at me. Oh. This is my life. I'm with this guy and I'm happy and everything's yeah, great. I don't Even trust if it's you. not. Yeah. You, you're not happy for me when I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. It's so true. That's happened to me before. There's been a couple of times where it was a close call where I was like, someone was like, hey, what do you think about this person? And I was like, well, I think there's a chance they might be with this person for the rest of their life. So yeah. I'm going to go easy. And I'll be like, yeah, that's great. And then you ended up being... And then they ended up staying with that person. And then but I... But maybe they stayed with them because you said it was great. Well, that, that's... Uh, <laughs> now, now you're getting metaphysical. I'm yeah. not going to get into that. Don't don't put that on me. <laughs> but let's just say I said this is a terrible call and they didn't listen to me, which mm-hmm. is the most likely case. Yeah. Every time I see them, every time I'm with like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm coming over to the house. I'm like, oh, hi, Mrs. Whoever. Yeah. They're going to be like, eh, uh, uh, yeah, uh, see, I don't want that. <laughs> yeah. I don't want that on me. Yeah. And she doesn't either. I think you put in your two cents. Yeah. Just say, this is how I feel. Um, as a friend, I'm just a little concerned. And if they resistant, you stop. And that, that's my feeling. And it goes against what I really want. I want them to bang them over the head with a hammer. Mm-hmm. Just a mallet. Yeah. But you can't do that. No. You have to let adults learn from their own mistakes unless... They are doing something that is truly like life-altering, damaging. Like they're addicted well, to a horrible con- drug. I or think something. she's concerned about a, a very valid thing here. You know, they're having sex. Her friend's not on birth control. He's clearly very. Uh, what's the word? What's the word where he's got lots of? He's very well supplied. 
he's got, at impregnating women. He's he's very virile. Virile. Thank mm-hmm. you. Very good word. Yeah. V-I-R-I-L-E. As opposed to viral, <laughs> which he could also be, which is a very bad combination. <laughs> okay, so he's very virile and the friend... It's, yeah, I I think that she's really been swept up in this. It sounds like you know, yeah. guys like oh, I've I've wanted you since I first saw you. It just feels so rom commy and sure. and once in a lifetime and special. Natalie, I admire you for wanting to take this on. I think that you've got one go at this. Mm. I would say lead with some questions and then maybe close with your concerns. And then I kind of think that might be it. I, I would take an even softer approach. I'd say she's already done her. Yeah, her I mean, she had, she's described the, she's described love bombing to yeah, her. She's and done her work. Expressed her concerns. She's done her work. Yeah. That's it. It's up to her friends. It's so funny to me when a person who is so blind to red flags will ask people if they see any red flags and then just ignore it. Well, sometimes those people might be self-destructive. Like they're like, they know there's red flags yeah. and they want to, they want to like validate it through their friends yeah. and then they destroy themselves. Oh man. It's a, I think it's a small part of human nature. There's yeah. this like kind of self-destructive element in our mm. brains. Well, it's very strange. Maybe we all are supposed to self-destruct at a certain age. I kind of feel like we all do it in different arenas. Yeah. I, I know what you mean. I feel like I do it in some ways. Sometimes you have to crack a few eggs to make an omelet. <laughs> okay, maybe this egg needs to be cracked. Hopefully it doesn't cost her too much. That's no. the goal. And Natalie, we feel for you. You're a good friend. Good luck. Don't lose too much sleep over problems that are not your own, I will mm, say. I agree. There's only so much you can do for someone who doesn't want to help themselves. So true. So, Andy, we are on the road and we are doing something right now where all meals are provided for us. Mm-hmm. But you know mm-hmm. what I still miss? Mm, that's sweet, sweet HelloFresh. That's sweet HelloFresh. I miss a few meals in particular. I don't know if I really miss the cooking, even though HelloFresh makes it as easy as possible. I got to be honest with you. I miss the cooking. Oh, yeah? I do. I like chopping the vegetables. <laughs> And doing the things with sauteing. the Sautéing. Sautéing is great. I love when they say, like, prepare a pan. Yeah. Medium-high heat with some olive oil. That's my favorite part. <laughs> you got that part down? Oh, yeah. I, I prepare one of the best hot pans in the game. Is it possible anyone hasn't heard of HelloFresh by now? I mean, if they haven't heard of HelloFresh, they probably haven't heard of other things like, you know, Apple and Amazon. <laughs> So in case you somehow don't know what we're talking about, even though it's hard to imagine, HelloFresh is a meal delivery kit delivered to your door with all the ingredients you need and recipes to make quick and easy and and healthy. healthy and delicious meals. And very affordable. And super affordable. It's actually, if you divide the number of meals by how many people are eating it, per week or whatever. Literally, when I go grocery shopping in New York City, it's cheaper than if I go grocery shopping and make those That's kind of nuts. It is. You wonder how they make money. Yeah, like, do, don't even get me started on comparing it to meals at restaurants. Oh, uh, forget about it. Yeah. Then we, we're talking like a five to one ratio. Yes. And I now know kind of how to cook. Yeah. Whereas I did not know before. Yeah, I feel like HelloFresh for both of us has been sort of... Yeah accidentally cooking lessons for I didn't us. want to, <laughs> but now I know. I know how to whip up a sauce. You do. I know how to whip things up. I've never been able to whip anything. Nothing's yeah. been whipped up ever. So go to HelloFresh.com slash Shandy16 and use code Shandy16 for up to 16 free meals 
and three free gifts. <laughs> Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash Shandy16. That's Shandy16. And use code Shandy16 to get up to 16 free meals plus three free gifts. Well, Andy, as wonderful and indispensable as the internet, the interwebs have mm. become for all of us, mm. I do think... You know, there's some cons. I feel like I'm constantly bleeding money in little ways all over the internet. Constantly. Yeah. Everybody is. It's sucking it out. It's like if you don't look, it's taking your money. <laughs> yeah. I feel like constantly I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. I just paid another monthly whatever, three ninety nine for something. I'm not even really but, totally but, sure what I'm paying for. But the messed up part is that most of us just turn a blind eye. We're like, eh, I don't Yeah, three ninety nine. I can't uh, be bothered. Totally. And that's the business plan. Yes. Make it just under that threshold where you're like, you know what? It's more of a pain to deal with it than to pay it. And so a painless way to deal with it today is with Truebill. True Bill. True Bill. <laughs> yeah. Good name. Great name. Great product. Saved me already hundreds of dollars. Yes. So True Bill is a fantastic app that helps you cancel unwanted subscriptions with one tap. Oh, it's super easy. It is super you easy. You think like they're like, oh, you know, you have this subscription. You should go and log into that site, then go there and cancel it. No. You cancel it from Truebill. Mm -hmm. It's frictionless. It's frictionless. It all happens within Truebill. So you can cancel those subscriptions with one tap. And by the way, you link up all your accounts, right. your bank accounts. So they are the ones that identify them for you in the first place. You don't even need to know what you're going to go cancel. Does that make sense? This is the thing. I, there's a lot of services out there that somehow tell you. They're like, you know, you should be doing this more. You should get rid of this. Mm -hmm. I don't need another parent. Yeah. I want a worker. Yeah. I want someone who says, you know what? We should get rid of this and I'm going to take care of it. Don't worry, boss. Yes. And did you know that users on average save a whopping $720 a year with Truebill? It's so sneaky. It's not like th that was two subscriptions, one for $400 and one for $320. That's across dozens. So the little $399, $699, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, $999, So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash Shandy. Go right now. Truebill.com slash Shandy. It could save you thousands a year. How many things could save you thousands of dollars a year? Nothing. Like stopping living. <laughs> Again, that's Truebill, T-R-U-E-B-I-L-L.com slash Shandy. All right. This next question is from Tina in Switzerland. Ooh. Ooh. Dear Shandy, you and your podcast are fabulous. I am always excited to watch your episodes and appreciate your insights, male and female perspective and banter between the two of you. Oh, Thank you, Tina. Thank you. There is no smooth way to ask my question, so let me get it out of the way. I am not interested in giving my partner a blowjob. <laughs> I heard from multiple guys that they love it, but I cannot imagine doing that. I have never tried to do it, and I don't find the energy slash interest slash attraction in me to go down on him. My ex-partner went down on me many times, and I thought it was okay. Not great, not bad, just average. I prefer other things and communicated that to him. He wanted to give me slash us more time, so maybe I do it later. <laughs> 
<laughs> is it okay to just say that I am not giving my next partner any BJ? How can I manage expectations with him? Or do I need to try, although it is not at all appealing to me? I am 30 years old, currently single after ending my last relationship in December 2021, which was my first real adult relationship. We were together for about a year. He was also the first man I had sex with. I'm a late bloomer at 29. So I have to admit that all things sex are rather new territory to me. Greetings from Switzerland, Tina. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm reminded of a Sex in the City episode. <laughs> Do tell. Well, in the episode, Charlotte admits that she doesn't like giving head. But she still does. I don't know. With, she does once in a while. Well, she's dating a guy and he's like, I don't know how to tell you this, but I'm not. Like, it seems like they're heading towards marriage and everything. And he's like, I don't know how to say this, but. I don't intend to live the rest of my life without ever getting a blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> That's a reasonable thing to say. Uh, so I'm torn on this one because I feel like on one hand, she's never tried it. She's never even gone there. You might be surprised, Tina. I'll put it this way. You might be surprised that it, the pleasure it brings your partner might make it a little more interesting and rewarding to you than you expect. Meanwhile, I have another friend who's been married, divorced, like she's well into her 30s. She's, you know, she's had lots of experience dating and in relationships. And she just doesn't, it's not her thing. She doesn't want to do it. But she's done it. She's done it. Yes. But it's not her thing. She doesn't want to do it. Do I think it really affects her relationships today? No. She's also dating you know, like she's dating people on like a level where they're looking for a forever partner and they're, it's a lot more about that cerebral connection. So well, why does it have to be all about looking for a life partner or getting blowjobs? All I'm saying is that I think that if you, if the kind of men you're dating are really looking for a partnership and are less sex focused, it's possible that some of them are kind of okay with it. I don't know. Uh, oh no. Okay. Uh, uh. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to walk delicately on this one. Okay, I, I look forward to seeing how you tread yeah. on this one. I've lived many a year yes. on this earth. Yes. And I have met one person. Man? One, one man. Uh-huh. Who does not like blowjobs. And by really? not like them, he doesn't need them. Oh, so it's not that he doesn't like them, no. he just doesn't I've never them. met someone who's like, I really do not want a woman's mouth on my penis. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> met many people. Okay. Okay, that's honest. Yeah. And I will say this. Do, do I want to give blowjobs? No, I don't. I don't have an interest in it. Can I empathize with someone who would not want to put, you know, the thing the man pees yeah, but out you're of interested in their mouth? In, but you're actually very into... Yeah, I'm into oral. Oral. Yeah. So, so I mean, you're you're talking like I'm not. I'm it's trying like to me get, being like I'm I'm straight and I'm not interested in going down on a girl. It's different. I, I'm trying to be as delicate as possible. This. I'm trying to okay. really be open minded. Okay. Here. I'm just saying that I can empathize with a human who would not want to have an erect penis in their mouth for an extended <laughs> amount of time, going you know, in and out and uh, up and down, and up and down, and left and right. <laughs> And clockwise. (laughs) Anyway, I understand. Okay. Sort of. Okay. I also understand that in relationships, there is a lot of compromise. And there needs to be a certain degree of 
giving uh-huh. attitude towards your partner for certain things that you really don't necessarily want to give. Mm. May thou, who is in a relationship, who has not given something they do not want to give, please stand up. Yeah, no, that's true. You're making a good point. So look, I understand you don't want to do it. That's fine. I'm not going to judge. I mean, I understand. The Aesthetically fact that she's speaking, never tried it is the, what I'm kind of hung yeah, up on. Uh, there's, I have, I'm just getting started on this, by the way. I have a lot of issues. Oh, okay, okay. But number one, I get, I empathize, and I'm probably, I'm trying to be diplomatic here. Yeah. Because I don't totally empathize <laughs> between you and me, but not, no, they don't hear that, right? <laughs> okay. They're not going to hear me say that. So I empathize. I also think that if the guy really wants it, you kind of, eh, you might want to give it a shot. You never tried it. You might like it. It's you, true. As far as anything like judging a book by its cover, on paper, sounds like a bad call. <laughs> I get it. I get that. I get that. But you never know until you try it. I will say this. I'm not even 100% sure I like going down on a woman. I just think that it's possible that I really, really like giving that much. Mm. I like the act. I feel like this is such a direct form of giving. I, I don't have to go anywhere. I, I'm not even, I don't have to like travel or, or think about something to buy or, yeah. or think of logistics. I'm just like, I'm going right to the, the center of the motherboard. Yeah. And I and think just turning it on. The fact that she's not really into receiving head, we're not really talking about that, but I think that there could she, be she, a deeper something there. I'm not saying it's like, it's really not for everyone. I want to get that out of the way. It's uh, not, it's not I, for everyone. I think I is. Could what? Be, could be. No, I know plenty of women who are kind of like, oh, well, I think once not. you get used to it. It's really... Yeah, well, it's it just might not be as a fun. No, you're right. Like, you're you right. just might prefer sex, whatever. No, I, I get it. I get it. But you're right. I just feel that there's, you know, as she said, she had sex for the first time at 29 or had her first relationship at 29. She's 30 now. Yeah. She hasn't really given this a lot of time. Uh, I agree. A lot of exploration. She really, you can make a case that she's like 16. And at 16, I totally get not wanting to give head. Yeah. I remember the first time I saw a penis, like it was really quite shocking. And I was like, ah, I think it was still a while before I ever went to BJ territory. You're saying seeing a penis in the, in the flesh. Yeah. It was the first time I ever saw one. And it's not like I immediately was like, okay, putting that in my mouth. I totally agree. Yeah. Like it's like scared. It's like a monster. (laughs) (laughs) I told you the first time I saw a vagina, I was like, I'm not going in there. (laughs) I remember the first time I ever saw it, the first thought I had, it was nowhere close to being like, I'm putting that in my mouth. The first thought I had was, it looks just like the drawings. (laughs) (laughs) The stories were true. It's true. All, you know, you see it on lockers in high school. I remember seeing it and being like, oh my God, it's identical. It's a simple creature. Her penis is not complicated. Vagina, on the other hand. Yes, true. Has a lot of elements to it. True. Anyway, my point is she hasn't given this a lot of, wiggle room before Uh, deciding that (laughs) before deciding that it's not for her and also i will also add tina that there have been some guys that i really didn't want to do that because i just didn't like the situation i don't know it was like our pheromones were off like the smell was off maybe it was a hygiene thing or just something about him it like i didn't want yeah, it yeah, yeah. you know meanwhile totally someone it. else totally that wasn't it. an issue yep. and part of that is sussing uh, out another your great compatibility. point another great point maybe she hasn't run across the correct penis yet it's true it's possible we're also not talking about the fact that you know maybe she's just not that sexual a person so, we live in a world where you're told how you should be you should be really sexual you should uh, want sex you should love sex i agree fact. 
I, I, I agree. And we're also not touching on the fact that we've been assuming she's totally straight. And, we, and, and one of the, you know, one of the things someone who's very straight and likes men wants to do sometimes is to take the man. I don't know. I know plenty of straight women who are still like BJ is not their favorite thing in the world. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we're giving the least concise answer ever (laughs) to this question. (laughs) I think that it's a male fantasy. A straight man's fantasy that a straight woman will automatically want, like, love giving head. And that's just not the truth. Just as it's, you know, it's a fantasy to think that every man wants to go down on a woman, even if he's really straight. That's simply not true. So my point is, I don't really think sexuality is an issue here, but I think that it's possible she's just not that sexual. You know what I think? Maybe she is sexual. She's maybe just a very unoral person. Oral is not part of her sexuality. Mm. She's purely genital. That's it. It's just in and out and done. Nothing oral. She doesn't like getting oral. She doesn't like giving oral. Oral is not part of her sexual vocabulary. She wouldn't be the first. Many people are like this. That being said, I still say that if she meets a guy she really likes in every way Mm -hmm. and it's a good relationship... She she really should consider just giving it a shot if the guy wants it. If the guy's like, oh, believe me, the last thing I want is a blowjob. You know, obviously they're getting married and having kids tomorrow. But if he's a regular, normal guy in the bell curve of guys that I've met, at least. Yeah. If you really, 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 really like the guy, it might be a lot better than you think. I don't know if we really have an answer for her other than to say, if uh, don't knock it till you try it. Yeah. It could be, you know, you only have had one sexual partner there's a lot to be explored out there. You should not assume that they're all built the same yeah, way, yeah. that they all look the same, they all yeah. smell the same, yeah. nor that they all taste the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. This is all true. Yes. So keep yeah. your mind open. That's the most important thing here. If you've tried it and you decide, I hate that. Yeah. Absolutely. You do you. And I know women absolutely, who yeah. don't like to do it. You got to try it, though. Yeah. It's not like we're asking her to try meth. <laughs> <laughs> right? In closing, I but but not but with the right guy. What I what 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 we don't want to happen is for just be like, okay, I'm going to listen to Dear Shandy, and you, this random guy that I'm not that oh, yeah, into, no, no, I'm going to no. go do. No, 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 no. you can't do that because then it's going to scar you. Yeah, it should be Needs someone to, you care about yes. and you want to make really happy, yes. and whose material you're working with, you're actually into. It kind of sounds like she wasn't that into her, the last guy. If you're really, really into the guy, you're going to be into all his things. You're going to like his silly, you know, you're going to like a mole that he has, yeah, yeah. his weird it's looking feet. so true. You're going to like all the stuff. It's so true. The way I, I love your belly button. <laughs> Is my belly button that weird? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's not weird. It's just so cute and it has all this hair around it. And I just am obsessed with it. I, I love Andy's belly button. That's cute. Yeah. I've never that's thought, ex- I've never, it's good. I'm not insecure about my belly button. I've never thought about it actually. No, it's just cute. It's somewhere between an innie and an Audi. That's what I find so cute about it. Oh. Yeah. You've taught me things about my belly button. I didn't even know. <laughs> I've really never looked at it that much. I spend a lot of time just sort of fawning over Andy's <laughs> belly button. The point being that if you really, really love someone, yeah. you start to find their nose hairs cute. Yeah. Also, I have to do that thing I always do where we reverse the genders. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You sound excited about this. Mm -hmm. Let's pretend that Tina's the man in this relationship. And he's like, okay with receiving BJ's, I guess, kind of. 
yeah. doesn't seem that one sure. way or the other, but refuses to go down on the woman. Mm. Oh, he would get hell. He would get hell. Yeah, the shanties would come after him. Pitchforks. Find a guy who hates blowjobs or give it a shot. <laughs> I mean, that's a very concise answer. <laughs> All right, Tina. Hopefully hearing us discuss this has been helpful. And good luck. Don't knock it till you try it. May the force be with you. All right. This next question is from Hannah. Dear Charlene and Andy, oh. I'm a huge fan and have listened to every episode of Dear Shandy. I particularly enjoyed your wedding episode where you spoke about both of your wedding ceremonies slash celebrations. Wedding episodes. Wedding episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I am slash was a COVID bride. I spent seven years dating my now husband, also coincidentally named Andy. Nice. We dated all through college and a few years afterwards while we tried to establish ourselves individually. Oh, I just realized something. What? Their, their combined name is Handy. <laughs> Hannah's not her real name, though. Oh. Although I imagine her partner's name is Andy. That would be a weird thing to make up. That is weird. Yeah. <laughs> Weirdly, the made up name is also Andy. <laughs> We dated all through college and a few years afterwards while we tried to establish ourselves individually. Finally, the timing was right for us. He officially proposed in the spring of 2019, and we set a date for May of 2020. Cue the dramatic and foreshadowing music, as we all know what's to come. After 17 months of planning and arguing with parents, grandparents, in-laws, and every vendor that was involved in this process, we were forced to cancel with the start of the pandemic. We did not postpone as the ceremony and reception were scheduled to take place in my grandparents' home slash yard. We did not know it would be safe for them to host a party this large ever again, so I called all our vendors and guests individually and cried on the phone while I canceled on them one by one. 200 plus guests. Oof. I'm sure other COVID brides can relate. Afterwards, we decided that while we would not have the event we had always dreamed of, there was no reason our marriage and commitment to each other had to wait. So we told our wedding party and close family, a group of 15 people, to meet us at the courthouse that September. This small group risked so much for us, we are forever thankful to those that could take the risk to attend this small gathering. However, some did regret, including my maid of honor, my husband's parents, and his grandparents. There were some issues after our courthouse wedding. I received a lot of hate and rude messages from family and friends we had canceled on earlier in the year. None of it related to COVID-19 issues, but more so passive-aggressive comments like, wish we could have been there, we were invited and then canceled on. <laughs> this threw me straight back into a deep depression living in constant regret, followed by a year of intensive therapy to pull me out of it. Oof. All this to say, I need help. It's been two years and I still have previous guests and in-laws asking me constantly when the big wedding is going to happen. Mm. Right now, we are not planning on having a big party for everyone and we feel like it was one of the worst experiences we've ever had to live through. My Andy rarely even brings up the small wedding that we did have because he knows I will burst into tears the moment it's mentioned. Aww. What do we do? Do we have a big party for everyone else? Do we just leave things as they are? I don't want to live a life where I'm sad about a moment that is supposed to be happy. As a couple that had two weddings, I really need your perspective to know if this would help me at all or if I just need to let it all go. Sincerely, Hannah. Some housekeeping facts in case you choose to answer. I was 26 and Andy was 27 when we got married. We are now 28 and 29. We also live in a southern city where it is typical to get married younger in life. Hmm. Okay. Do you have thoughts? Do you want to go first or do you want me to go I, first? I know what my, my feeling is. Okay, go. 
she was playing a wedding for over 200 people. Yeah, it's a, 17 it's like months. With God knows how many vendors. Yeah. This is a big deal. Mm-hmm. She went through a very traumatic experience. She still cries about it constantly. She's stressed about it. She was in therapy about it. There's no need to put the pressure on yourself to have another wedding. Mm. However, I think a nice happy medium, as she suggested, would be to have kind of just a really low key, not, 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 not a lot of planning. Don't, don't get sucked into like making this an actual wedding. Just a legitimate, just like gathering party, a couple speeches. That's what I think you should probably do. So you think they should just have the party to wipe the slate clean? Yeah. Have a party. So to speak. Have a party. Exactly. Get the bad taste out of everyone's mouth. That's the main argument I have for having the party. I can't stand the passive aggressive comments. I hate it. Sucks. Hate it. When other people make your wedding about them, it's like, oh, we would have liked to have been there. It's like- A million people have died in this country. So what? You didn't, you couldn't make it to our yeah. 15 person intimate gathering. Yeah. There will then be more. Put like, yourself in that, her shoes yes. for a second. Yes. Take it easy. It just drives me nuts. And so I don't want my answer to come off as pandering to those people. It's more so for her. And I am inclined to agree with you in that having some kind of festivity it doesn't have to be a big white situation but something that could at least put in a fresh coat of paint over something that as she said should be a happy memory but now is just filled with angst assuming finances are not a concern and i just Mm. want to get that out of the way because throwing a big party for over 100 maybe even 200 people is not cheap And so assuming finances are not an issue, Hannah, I think it's worth it to roll up your sleeves, take it on, get like turn, turn a new leaf, basically, when it comes to your wedding, you got screwed, as did so many people, so many brides, but think about how much worse it could be. The fact that all these people who matter are alive to give you passive aggression Mm. is really what should be focused on here. And therefore, if I were you, and I say this as having dragged my feet for two and a half years before we had our official wedding, Mm -hmm. we could have stopped at City Hall. I'm glad we didn't. I'm glad we didn't. I really look back on that as really the wedding. You might be surprised that you, you put in all this time and work and money and and find out that, you know, it really was worth it. And that re- that's our day. That's the day we, we choose to celebrate. We choose to make our wedding. If you don't want to do that, if it feels too daunting, too expensive, too much like keeping a sour taste in your mouth, then I really think you need to make it well known to everyone that that was it. Yeah. You had your wedding. You're married. You want to put the money that you would put towards a second wedding towards a down payment. Or a renovation or starting your lives together as a married couple, which is perfectly valid and in many ways probably more responsible. You have to just put down your foot. Like, I'm sorry. This is, it's ridiculous that other people are giving her grief over this. It's ridiculous. Agreed. I get the impression from this email that she listens to a lot of these voices and I relate and I get it, but it's kind of living in this no man's land of like, should we, should we not? Oh, I'm getting guilt, but also I cry when I think about our wedding. To me, the, all the angst here suggests she should start over. Agreed. If she was like, I'm getting grief from other people, but look, I'm happy with how it went. We had our 15 person deal. It was great. 
I look back on that day so fondly and now we're starting our lives together, I'd be like, screw all those people. You're good. But the fact that she's still not over it means that maybe it's worth circling back. Yeah, She's haunted by this. Mm -hmm. She wouldn't be as upset if she wasn't haunted by what they missed. Yeah. That being said, first of all, the the go-to comment from these people should be like, I'm so sorry. You know, we weren't able to share that with you. I'm so sorry that that happened. Yeah, that your 200-person yeah. wedding had to be yeah. canceled. Not, oh, like some passive-aggressive comment about how we weren't invited. It's unbelievable. Like, that's just so insensitive. Anyway, but that's that's a side note. People are annoying. It's so annoying. <laughs> Mind your own business. It's my yeah. wedding. Yeah. If I didn't have a wedding, if I did have a wedding, what kind of wedding, yeah. whether it was canceled for COVID or not, it's not your business. Yeah. Be grateful you were invited to mm-hmm. the actual wedding. Mm-hmm. You got disinvited because the world came to an end. Not my fault. You think I didn't go through trouble for <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, totally. You think I'm not she, feeling more pain than you? She personally called every guest. Unbelievable. That's just, that pisses me off. But that aside, I think she has to vanquish the ghosts from this Vanquish, this good house. word. Thank you. Haven't heard that one in a while. It's a good word. Yeah. So vanquish the ghosts in the haunted house that is her wedding saga. Yes. There's a wide spectrum of what she can do. She can do anything from a bar takeover where she's like, hey, yeah. everybody, we're just... Going to this yeah, bar, I just feel and we're like just that- gonna all talk about our marriage, or they can have a <laughs> full we'll blow. Talk about yeah, we're just gonna like everyone's gonna <laughs> act like it's a wedding, but it's totally not a wedding. It's just a bar, or they can have a full blown wedding. It's up to her, but I think something should be done because this is gonna haunt her forever. That's why I'm inclined to lean it a little more formal, and I, I say that with a heavy heart because part of me thinks you should just put the money you would put towards this towards something she should just you know what she should do she should invite all the people who didn't give a shit about it and everybody you did you're like oh you shouldn't have been passive aggressive would have got an invite otherwise so be spiteful spite it's a spite wedding (laughs) have a spite wedding okay hannah of handy maybe (laughs) good luck Andy, what is a person in today's day and age without a website? They're like like an arachnid. <laughs> <laughs> Not human. Not even close. Not even at the level of a fish. <laughs> yeah. You need a website today. I'm not saying this is what I want it to be. It's just, mm-hmm. this is the way it is. We're just the messenger. Now, I don't want a world where I have to have a website. I never asked for this. Yes. But now that it, it is that world, yeah. get with the program. And thank God for... Squarespace, Mm -hmm. which makes it easier than ever to make a beautiful and professional looking website using one of their stunning templates. And you basically plug and play. You can put in your own content, your own photos. And I'm telling you, speaking from experience, it's unbelievable how quickly you can go from non-existent to suddenly www.com yoururl.com. Yeah, it feels and it, looks it nice. feels like you're cheating. It does. Yeah, it feels ridiculous. I actually fantasize about going back to 1998 having the full capacity of modern Squarespace and oh, just yeah. dropping a website. And I'd be like Steve Jobs. Like, These guys are genius. He's like he's like the the messiah. Especially with some they have some cool effects. I know you don't know what I'm talking about right now, but the the parallax, I use it on my blog. It's like where the content's moving over but the background's also moving. Oh, I love that. Yeah, they have like really cool effects yeah. that you can do and it's just literally just like tick a box. It's yeah. like, "Oh, I'm going to add parallax here." It's and it you looks amazing. You always want to add parallax. <laughs> I don't trust a website without parallax of some order. (laughs) And beyond all the cool effects, just what they provide you in terms of features, Mm -hmm. meaning checkout, 
if you are selling product and you can have an entire online store provided entirely by Squarespace. As they say, it's not just a pretty face. They have really cool and versatile blog features. Mm -hmm. And let's say you provide a service. Let's say you are a physical therapist or you, there's something where someone would book you. You can also do all of that through Squarespace. Amazing. Amazing. You know what? The only downside to Squarespace, as I see it, is that it may have inadvertently created a few too many bloggers. <laughs> And we have to live with that. But it's worth it. It is worth it. So head to squarespace.com slash Shandy for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code Shandy to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash Shandy. Well, Andy, we are on the road again. And... Our butts aren't happy about it. Our butts are not happy about it. We miss our Hello Toshiba days that we have at home. It elevates us. Yes. To humans. Civilized humans. Yes. yes. Separates us from the rest of the animal kingdom. Yes. That it's goes about their business wherever they please. Mm -hmm. And doesn't need to wipe. I'm always amazed by these, these clean. National Geographic. Like you just see like uh, like a horse or something. Or not a horse. I mean, you can see a horse anywhere. Like you see <laughs> like uh, any an elephant. Okay. You see an elephant. He's just eating. An elephant, by the way, very smart animal. Yes. Extremely elevated animal. Mm -hmm. This is an animal that has a better memory than humans, they say. Highly a intelligent. A lot of social interactions. They have funerals, sort of. <laughs> they do, kind of. But you see this animal, he's eating his, his, his grass or hay or whatever they eat. And as he's eating, he's letting loose with a monster dump. And I'm just like, that, first of all, that seems like the life. <laughs> like, who wouldn't want that? Yes. But we don't have that option. No. I think. I don't think you can do that. <laughs> I don't think so. I'm not going to put it to the test. Let's yeah, put it that way. Exactly. But that being said, if you want to be that animal, go ahead. Don't use a Hello Toshiba Day. <laughs> Yes, but if you do want to be a little more civilized and clean... Yeah, we've like, made a choice. Well, and what's so funny is we keep every other part of us so clean. Every We're other like part always is, washing ourselves, like putting on deodorant and yeah. perfumes and lotions. Yeah. And yet we will do a number two... And just wipe it with dry paper. It's total insanity. So the Hello Tushy Bidet is a bidet that you affix to your existing toilet with no special plumbing. You suddenly now have a high-tech toilet that sprays you. And can we also talk about how it's the ultimate gift? You cannot lose. The worst case scenario is you get a good laugh. You have a chuckle mm -hmm. and then that's it. Most likely they're going to talk about it for years to come. Yes. It's going to, it's going to save them in many situations where they're about to have a boring conversation. <laughs> Small talk. Now they can talk about their Hello Tushy bidet. <laughs> totally. Plus it will also save them. Good segue. 80% less toilet paper. That's incredible. That's incredible. Save the planet. planet. Save your ass. Save your wallet. So we want all of our listeners, the Shandies, to have clean bums. Go to hellotushy.com slash Shandy to get 10% off plus free shipping. Tag us and at hellotushy on social media so we can celebrate your clean bum with you. That's hellotushy.com slash Shandy for 10% off. All right. This next question is from Aaron. Hmm. Dear Shandy, I was hoping you could shed some light on a recent dilemma I developed. I like the wording of that, to develop a dilemma. Does a dilemma develop? I guess it kind of does. You could, yeah. yeah. It has to develop. It, it's just the speed at which it develops. Yeah, a dilemma doesn't just suddenly occur. That's true. A dilemma has the aspect of time. <laughs> yeah, otherwise it's, a, it's an acute moment. It's a shock. But even then, it still develops, just maybe very quickly. 
it, pretty much you can make a case that everything develops in some <laughs> amount of time. <laughs> I mean, you can make the case that like... When you turn on the light, light yeah, is developing exactly. around the, the light. It took 186,000 miles per second to get to your eyes. <laughs> so it technically developed over that billionth of a second. About a month ago, I met a man online and started really liking him. He has all the qualities I want in a man. He's generous, kind, funny, and the sex is great. There's just one problem. Uh, (laughs) I hate his style, two exclamation marks. I'm an artist, Mm. an art teacher. This contributes to me being what I call an aesthetics lover. I enjoy style, color, and the moods that are given from things like clothes, interior design, and art. It's not that he dresses bad. It's just so boring. T-shirts, shorts, and a cap. When I think about what's holding me back a little, it's that some attraction still isn't there, and it's not because he himself is ugly. I just don't like the middle-aged dad energy he has right now. (laughs) Am I a terrible person for saying that? I really want to style him and take him shopping. Do you think doing that is rude, or are my feelings warranted? How would I approach him with it? Thanks, Jandy. I love you all so much and listen to your show every week, Aaron. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you. Okay. I feel like we could speak to this one because <laughs> I may or may not have given Andy a very gradual makeover when we met. Mm-hmm. It's possible that happened. It's possible. However, I was careful not to disrupt any of your sort of standbys, the things that represented you, a.k.a. his white V-necks. You've always worn your white V-necks. I'm always going to. Yeah, they just I think they look good on you. They suit you. And they're just kind of your trademark long before this podcast, believe it or not. This is not some podcast shtick. You've always just worn oh, white beanies. Yeah, no, this, I mean, it's sort of a shtick, but it's... It's become one it's now, become I become a shtick, but it's it's actually really what happens. Yeah. You As sp- many people... I honestly feel like when people see us in the street and yeah. they see that I'm wearing a white v-neck, they they're like, oh, you actually do do that? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of embarrassing. This has happened whatever. countless times. Yeah. They're like, you're wearing the white v-neck. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I do a lot. <laughs> um, but I pride myself on having no style... But also the style of no style, as opposed to bad style. I would like to think that. Uh, I mean, Mm. well, when I met you. Okay, fine. I had some bad style, but it was hit or miss, right? Hit or miss. Sometimes okay. It was mostly miss. Okay, it's mostly miss. All miss. (laughs) Terrible style. I had bad style. It was dated. Dated. But okay, I first want to focus on the fact that she stresses his good traits. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, Aaron, I appreciate this, that it's not just like, oh, the one thing stopping me from liking this guy is that I hate his style. She's like, he has all these excellent traits. It's just this one thing I don't love. You're not a bad person for feeling this way. And I actually think this is super common. Super common. And I think that this should not be treaded so lightly with. If he's the kind of guy that cares so little about his style where that is his style or his, he has no style basically, Odds are, I don't think he's going to take offense if she's no. like, hey, I like, I really care about you. I like you. I'm so attracted to you. There's like, I want to take you shopping though. You yeah. know, I no, no, trust fine. me. I have an eye. She's in the arts. You know, I have an eye. Like, trust me, you're in good hands. Yeah, you're yeah, you're yeah. going to look even better. You know, frame I, it in this positive reinforcement kind I of way. I totally agree. I actually think it's a red flag if he's resistant to it. Absolutely. Why would he Is he insecure? Yes. Is he too proud? Yeah. If he takes issue with it, it. I agree. It's it speaks to some kind of pride or insecurity or both. You know, they are. I. They're one and the same in a way. They're siblings. <laughs> they are siblings. Yeah. So like with you. You're like a like when I when you started sort of suggesting that we should go shopping together. I'm like, who am I to not like? You're a fashion icon. 
Like, who am I to not? <laughs> listen, seriously. I mean, you are. Not, like, who am thanks. I not, not to, today, but thanks. <laughs> who, who am I to think that I can shop better for myself than you can shop for me? Of course, I'm going to take your advice. Mm. There's two types of men. There's okay. one who has his own style and it's strong and he sticks with it. And there's the other one who eventually becomes dressed by his significant other. <laughs> and that's just the way it is. Yeah. Most men fall into the second category. Yeah. No, I don't think there's not truth in that. Yeah, just you know, surrender. It would be one thing if this guy was clearly dressing himself in some kind of way and she just didn't like his choices. It just sounds like there's a lack of choices, kind of like you. Yes. And therefore, I don't think this will be received poorly. And I don't think that you're superficial for wanting to do it, mainly, Aaron, because you're focusing first on his positive traits and the fact that you really like him. Yeah. And I would just see this more as this like thing to chip away at during your relationship and not being like, well, first I need to take him shopping and completely overturn his wardrobe in order to embark on a relationship with him. This shouldn't be a deal breaker. Mm -hmm. It should be something that just makes the relationship better that you share yeah, together. It's, it's fun. Like I, it love, is fun. I love going shopping with you, you even do. though you're often quite resistant to it, but you are always happy when we get I'm always happy. I mean, you're like possibly the greatest shopper in the world. <laughs> I am a good shopper, not going to deny yeah. that. So who am I to not give the reins over? Not only did I dress you mm -hmm. all anew, but we got good deals. Yeah, good deals. <laughs> <laughs> I true. care about deals. I love a good deal. She does. I don't know. I think this is a no-brainer. It's yeah, so easy. I've, I've ended up going shopping with so many guys. It's actually, in fact, one of the things you do in a relationship is you go shopping for clothes for one of you. I agree. <laughs> it's like an activity. I, yeah, this is easy. Okay, Aaron. Good luck. I don't think you need it. Do it. All right. This next question is from A as in the letter. Mm. Dear Charlene and Andy, uh. longtime blog reader, and now I love the podcast. Thank you, A. She's a panda. I have a question about a situation with my husband. My husband, 31, and I, 31, currently live in a large Midwest town and have busy careers that leave us with limited social time. My husband has several close childhood friends who also live in the Midwest. He has one such friend that he has known since high school and was a groomsman in our wedding. I dare say he is my husband's oldest friend that continually reaches out and stays in touch. This friend and I initially got along great when we met 13 years ago when my hubby and I started dating in college. However, as time has gone on, he is just not my cup of tea. It doesn't detract from how great a friend he is, but he doesn't fill my social barometer. <laughs> I love how she puts that. That's a <laughs> I respect that, A. Gentle. <laughs> Very delicately put. Yeah. <laughs> Rather, he detracts from it. But whenever he comes into town, my husband and I always seem to squabble about it. My husband finds it frustrating that I am negative about his oldest friend. Where I find is frustrating that I have to spend my limited social time with someone I don't enjoy. How do I support my husband's friendship while being honest that I just don't like the guy? Or should I just suck it up? How do I prevent future squabbles? Thanks, A. I'm not really sure I understand why they're squabbling over this. I can understand. Yeah, but... Why does she have to go to hang out with him? That's the part I don't understand. Just like, say no. Say, I'm drawing line. I just don't enjoy your friends. You can have your friends. I'm not going to be a part of it. Not like exactly yeah. like that, but just a little gentler. But yeah, just draw the line. I want to know if he's insisting that she come. Well, then there's a problem. That's the discussion. That's the discussion. It's not the friend. It's, it's the discussion of why she's forced to hang out with the it's friend. It's totally normal to not like 
totally. every single one of your spouse's friends. Like, I have friends you don't hang out with. Yeah, I. you have friends that I'm like, oh, that one, I'm not coming. <laughs> not good. Mm. Doesn't fill my social barometer. No, <laughs> and I actually have a couple of friends where you're like, that person's exhausting or oh, yeah. that person, you don't like a certain friend because they're not, you know, they're, they're sort of a toxic toxicity rather. I don't suffer fools. Yeah, exactly. So I think this is normal. I find it weird that he insists that she be there to hang out with someone that he knows she doesn't like. I agree. That's the issue. That is the issue. A, you're well within your right to not like the friend and to not go. I'm sorry. Life is short. Like she said, like it's just draining to hang out with someone you don't like. Don't do it. This is a non-issue. The weird thing is if he has an issue with you not going. Do you think that's too hard a a take to have? No. She shouldn't have to suffer fools. That's the issue. Yes. It's not her obligation. Yeah. It's his choice to continue to have this friend in his life. Yes. And it's her choice that she doesn't want to hang out with him. Yes. Look, if it's a wedding, they're going to a wedding or the guy's wedding or they see each other at a mutual friend's wedding or keep focusing on a wedding, but it could be any function. But if he comes to town and they're supposed to hang out with him just because he came to town... Why can't her husband just go and hang out with his friend alone? Yeah, why? Maybe the friend doesn't even want to hang out with his wife. It's totally possible. Yeah. It's possible they just don't like each other. Yeah. Maybe this will make everybody happy. Yeah. I find it weird that this is something that results in squabbles. I is shouldn't say weird. Insisting I find it, it concerning. Is it's the, the thing that's giving me pause is that. It's not the fact that she doesn't like the friend. Well, the question is, is his friend saying, I can't wait to come into town and see your wife? <laughs> that's a problem. <laughs> Is A coming? I'll only come yeah. if A is coming. Yeah, yeah, not, I can't wait to see yeah, A. Yeah, I mean, I'll see you too. Ha, 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 ha. But I really want to. It's not her problem. She's 31 years old. She knows who she wants to spend her time with. A, don't go and don't let your husband give you a hard time. It's on him to make excuses for why she can't come. Yes. That's it. That's his problem. Just now. as you've done for me so many times. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you? <sighs> What's the usual excuse? Like, I'm too busy. You're busy or you, you had a you had busy. bad bout of um, food poisoning. Food, yeah, food bad. Food <laughs> that one not, gets old fast. Yeah. The food got, poisoning She's got the rear. She's got the rear again. <laughs> the rear. <laughs> okay. So Andy, as the husband in the room who has to make excuses for his wife not wanting to come and see his friends, yeah. what advice do you have here? <laughs> My advice to her is to say it's your problem. I'm hmm. not coming. I'm not doing it. I love you. I, I, I'm happy you have your friendship and it's your friendship. Yes. Not mine. Yes. I am going to be at home watching Netflix and chilling by myself. Yes. Amazing. That sounds like my kind of night. Yeah. Well, your night is playing fantasy, uh, fantasy, fantasy. I was going to say fantasy Island seven final fantasy, fantasy, fantasy Island, <laughs> final fantasy seven. What I'm officially, I'm officially Island, like I'm a senior citizen. No, F- Final Fantasy VII is your game. Except now I'm all, all hung up on Fantasy Island. Have you ever seen Fantasy Island? No. Is that a show? Oh, wow. You just made me feel like Methuselah. Fantasy Island. It was like a show in the 70s. It was like, it was the first, I think, mega sitcom hit in America. Oh, It was on name. a cruise ship. It was oh. a bunch of people on a cruise ship, like getting together and having sexes and all but sorts of stuff. Having sexes? Yeah. That sounds like a misnomer, though. Where's the island aspect? 
Did the cruise ship stop off at islands? Now I'm questioning whether it was, oh, uh, I was confusing. Sorry. No, sorry. Okay, let me start that one again. Love Boat is the, <laughs> is the show that I was thinking of. Okay. Love Boat was on a cruise I've ship. I've heard of Love Boat. And I Boat. think Fantasy Island was kind of like on the heels of Love Boat. But Love Boat was the original. I'm now OG. starting to have doubts that Fantasy Island exists. Uh, uh, excuse me. A lot of people will take issue with that. There was a couple big actors who came out of Fantasy Island. Okay. It's a big deal. Okay. A, I think it's clear what we think about this. Just because your husband has a friend doesn't mean that you have to be friends with them. Yeah, not your problem. This is one of the wonderful times where in a relationship, your independence comes to the rescue. I don't need to hang out with your friend. I have my own friends. We don't have to share all the same social everything. Yeah, we're we're not a parcel. We are two people. We can have slightly different lives. Yes. Enjoy your friend. Yes. I will enjoy not your friend. (laughs) Okay, A, have fun alone with your Netflix. All right, Andy, I think then that's a wrap for this Q&A. Yeah. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you, and that's to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram, and the TikTok. And the TikTok. And leave us Apple and Spotify podcast ratings and reviews, and generally do all the things you would do to support a podcast that you enjoy. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye-bye. Dear Shandy.